Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. I am your host, Leanne DeSanto, and we are honored to have you with us today. This podcast is here to serve you and stand alongside your journey to becoming your best self. We are all about the whole person here at Rise Up For You. So remember to grab your free Becoming Your Best Self Startup Kit when you text RISE Podcast to 797979. That's RISE Podcast, all one word, to 797979. And you'll be supported both personally and professionally. Now, today's guest is Christy Wilson Delk. And Christy is a professor of business management at Rollins College franchise industry expert and author of the book, Adventures in Franchise Ownership, Four Pillars to Strengthen, Protect, and Grow Your Business. Christy successfully ran and expanded her franchise for 15 years until selling it for $6 million in 2012. Today, Christy uses her cumulative business experience, her franchise expertise, and her book to teach business owners how to be responsible for their own success. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode with Christy Wilson Delk. Well, welcome, Christy, to the Rise Up for You podcast. Thank you, Leanne. Mm-hmm. I'm very pleased to be a part of your uh, podcast. Yeah, I'm really excited for our conversation today. So, why don't we start by having you share with our audience, you know, a little bit about who you are, what you do, and the journey that brought you here today? Okay, mm-hmm. sounds like a great plan. I like I like to say because. I think it's true. I'm on my third career and currently and for the last several years that's been teaching in the business department at Rollins College in Winter Park, Florida, which is where I'm from and kind of basic business courses, innovation, entrepreneurship, principles of business management, that sort of thing. And um, it's just been a really fabulous experience and I've learned a lot. Um, and the students seem to respond to some of my stories and so forth. But that takes me to my second career, which is where I gathered a lot of stories, uh, which was as a franchise owner of a, of all things, a large early childhood development center, a.k.a. daycare. But nice. we don't like to call it that. <laughs> early childhood development center. And it was a Kids Are Kids Academy in Orlando, Florida. Um, I had that for 15 years, expanded it twice, hired oodles of people and managers and had a lot of ups and downs and, um, and just to even get it started was, you know, an adventure in itself. (laughs) And after I sold, I decided it was a good idea to capture some of the stories just based on some of the comments I heard. I, you know, stayed close to the franchise industry and so I wrote a book called Adventures in Franchise Ownership so we Mm. can talk more about that if you like but my first career was straight out of college corporate sales Xerox ITT who nobody's ever heard of anymore (laughs) and Plantronics which was the heads is the headset manufacturer so I had a really great corporate probably 12 or 13 years uh, platform training, learned a ton before I decided business ownership would be the next step for me. Mm. So 
that's a little bit about me. Nice, nice. Well, I love it because we can segue into a lot of conversations around, you know, all of this. But what I'd like to start with is, is being a franchisee of a company, like what made you decide that it was better to be under an umbrella like that, as opposed to just opening Christie's Early Childhood Development Center? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. That's one of the million dollar questions for sure. I saw enough benefit in partnering with an established brand that had the culture that I liked, you know, internally and towards the customers. And that's a real important aspect of franchising. You really need to get a sense of what the culture is like in the corporate office and in the, you know, um, public spaces. And I knew that the value that they could bring with the curriculum, the support, the training, and it's ongoing, mm-hmm. quality assurance, um, all kinds of just guidance, plus the branding, you know, that's not a small thing. Yes, you can do all that yourself, no question about it. Mm-hmm. But for me, I saw enough value in that. And I ended up sort of characterizing it to folks that would come in to tour the center, you know, to check it out before they think about enrolling their children as sort of a hybrid best of both worlds kind of situation where you have the owner on site, which is not always true in franchising, but Mm -hmm. in this particular business model, that was a prerequisite. You had to be not on site 24 seven, but you had to be a hundred percent engaged. So on site, Um, you get the owner, but you also get the corporate support and people seem to really like that. And that's what I really like too. So yeah, it cost a little bit, but for me, it was well worth it. Nice. You felt net net. It was, it was the value that they brought was, and the reputation and all of that was definitely worth being under that umbrella, the franchise fee, some of those things. Cause I do hear people talk about, well, is it worth it to, you know, and I don't know, franchises are probably um, designed differently depending on the uh, the segment, you know, I mean, maybe fast food's different than education might be different than, uh, you know, something else. So, yeah. yeah, you make a really good point. There are many different business models within the franchising industry mm-hmm. and some can be leased to own. I mean, I'm just being super broad now, mm-hmm. or they can be um, turnkey. Hey, we built it. Here it is. Just like you'd buy a, a house that was just built, but you're the first one to move in. Or in the case, at least the model when I started was you sign the franchise agreement. Here are the architect plans. You choose your contractor. Um, you, for the most part, um, uh, find your best lending opportunity. But Nowadays, and I don't even mean just recent past, but probably in the last decade, franchisors are are very savvy. They know that if Leanne, you want to buy a, you know, three subways, they know that if they help you secure your financing because they have a great reputation and their franchisees produce profit, pay their bills, etc., mm-hmm. that they'll be able to find more you know, great franchisees like you. So they will help you, but you do still have to be able to stack up, you know, with your financial worth and down payment and that kind of thing. Sure. Sure. I'm sure there's some, that was a huge benefit. I couldn't have done it on my own. Mm. 
That's good. That that that's a really great point because I think sometimes uh, as entrepreneurs or um, you know people in transition out of the W two world into you know entrepreneurship want to uh, you know they're excited they want to get into business but then don't realize like oh okay yeah it's really tough to do it on your own at times you know with- yeah it is and and if you are in that you know position where you're really thinking about it and you want to do it. You know, because I taught entrepreneurship, you know, <laughs> I think about that kind of thing a lot. And and we talk about, you know, putting your toes in the water first. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to quit your job and spend all your money on, um, you know, an opportunity in business. You can try it out and do some things on the weekend go ahead and get some bread and butter clients, you know, develop your platform, you know, whatever, whatever it is. I mean, right. the timing obviously has to be right local market wise, but, um, in franchising, they, they know that and they share that information with you, but it is very easy to have stars in your eyes in franchising also mm-hmm. and go, Oh, that is me. I so want to do that. Mm-hmm. When really, you know, you do have to, you do need to, you know, I don't want to say be overly cautious, but you do need to be thorough. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Know uh, enough about everything. You can hire people for some of the stuff, but know enough about everything that, you know, you get what's going on and you can see maybe when, you know, how you're being supported, whether it's, you know, 100% or not and and be able to, because I know a lot of people get in that situation too, where they, you know, bring on bookkeepers or, you know, all, and then all of a sudden realize that, "Mm, okay, this isn't the right person. So it's, it's the... It's the, the company, the branding, the idea, the people, like it all comes together, right? In any business. Yeah. 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 And if the culture of the corporate office or the franchise or is really honest and trustworthy and all of those things and sharing, you'll pick up so many nuggets mm-hmm. along the way during your training from other franchisees and so forth. Uh, but if I can just make one comment because I know some of your audience might be thinking, eh, especially right now, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, I'm kind of thinking about doing my own business. Um, I do think it is a great way to start and be in a successful business, um, ownership opportunity. It, it can be very fast. I don't mean do open day two, mm-hmm. but if you can be successful perhaps a little bit faster because some of that track record, some of that work is done already. So I'm a big believer in the business model, but there are so many opportunities for people to move in creative directions, you know, far be it from me. Um, But, oh, I know what I was going to say. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And that is the key thing. And this was key for me too, was once you have, a certain level of experience under your belt. Maybe you gained part of that from your parents or from some other um, small business that you worked for. You know, I do believe listeners know when they're ready to take the business ownership, regardless of the model Mm -hmm. um, step. You know, for me, I knew when I was ready. And before that, I wasn't ready. I mean, it was, mm. it was kind of an aha moment where I realized, you know what? I can make these decisions. Mm. I can do this marketing. I've had enough HR experience, you know, so on. Mm-hmm. So I think you do need to give yourself that amount of time, at least some platform before 
you make that step. Before you make the step into ownership, yeah. Um, let's chat a little bit about your book. And I know you have kind of a four-pillar approach, right? Yes. Yeah, let's talk about yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, thanks. <laughs> um, so I, I mentioned that I had just all these interesting stories. I mean, crazy stories, you know, from the very beginning. Good stories, tough stories. Like I like to say, it's the good, the bad, and the really tough stuff <laughs> right. that's in the book. Um, and ownership is like that. So I was encouraged to write the book, but what I found was that when I started piecing the stories together and I started, um, thinking about how I really ran the business, I realized that there were really four different pillars that I subscribed to that really built the foundation. And from those, and, and I, I can go through those real quick if you like, but from those, I developed, you know, a model that complemented in my case, franchise or processes, mm -hmm. but gave it the extra oomph that was needed to be successful. For example, one of the pillars is build layers of loyalty. Okay, mm -hmm. well, that sounds simple enough, but hold up. What are we talking about? We're talking about with our clients, of course. We're talking about with our employees or our staff or our team members, you know, of course. But we're also talking about in the community. And today, especially with the, the way the commercials have changed and all that, we see community, community, community. And that's so healthy. Mm -hmm. But when you're running a business and you're, you know, maybe up to your shoulders in tasks and plans and interruptions, you know, you have to be really strategic about how you use your time. So the pillars help you apply your number one resource, which is you and your energy in a way that will help you to continue to grow your revenue, to grow your business and enjoy what you're doing. You know, the personal aspect of, wow, I'm making money, but what's missing? If you apply the four pillars, another one is strategic leadership, um, then I just know that it creates a more fulfilling experience personally, financially, you know, and relationally. Mm. So I developed um, the pillars. I wrote about them. And then what I did was I realized, okay, this is great. This is helpful. I know it is, but we need to make sure that people who read this book know that this applies for all segments or all industries, whether it's franchised or otherwise. Mm -hmm. And so I interviewed through corporate offices, you know, from some pretty good sized companies, Great Clips, Firehouse Subs, Golden Corral, maybe 16, Chick-fil-A, mm -hmm. and asked them if I could speak to their top performers. And they were mostly really generous. The, the industry is a very helpful industry. And so I got great stories and article, I mean, interviews from top performers. And so they filled right in with what I was saying. So I, I believe that whether you call it the four pillars or whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. um, you know, it can be helpful to anybody that's thinking about a small business. And then coincidentally, they line up very nicely with what we talk about in business school, which are the four functions of management, which are uh, to control, um, lead, um, well, I gotta, 
I'll check my note for the next one, but <laughs> control. Yeah, I haven't said that in a while. <laughs> I have COVID brain. I know. Yeah. I know Sorry I about know. that. No, 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 that's okay. It'll come to you. So we have layers of loyalty. We have strategic leadership. So what are the other two pillars that you write about? Yeah, we have layers of loyalty, strategic leadership, and that also has to do with who else are you leading besides yourself. Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorites is money metrics, and I looked so I could look at some of the titles. I talk about mining your, ma- I mean, chapters, mining your metrics for revenue gold. Mm-hmm. And if you build it, they will come, but will they keep coming back? How to maintain <laughs> a true competitive advantage. Right. And then the last one, which I really think is, I don't think I've ever said this out loud, the most important one mm-hmm. is method management. And method management, again, call it whatever you want. It's a strategic way to consistently um, structure your year, your quarter, your month, even your week if you want, um, so that you're covering all aspects of your business. Mm. Uh, some of the chapters include planning your profits. Meetings aren't sexy, but accountability is. <laughs> that's, a, that's tough. People don't like to hold other people accountable. It's not easy. And then my favorite thrive through the peaks and the valleys Mm. so there's going to be good times and there's going to be some tough times and we all you know we're sitting right there right now so how to do that but the four pillars kind of lifts you up Mm -hmm. so that when the valleys hit you don't far fall as as far yeah that makes sense it's the framework right it's the framework to say okay these four pillars are being hit and you know one might be a little rocky one month one might be a little rocky the next but it's 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 yeah yeah, it's growing them all exponentially so um and so yeah yeah, what's the title of the book again what's the full title of the book again well i appreciate that it's Mm -hmm. called adventures in franchise ownership four pillars to strengthen protect and grow your business Mm, nice and you know it's on all all the websites Mm -hmm. and i did just record it for audible oh so, fantastic i know i was super excited about that i i kind of resisted because i'm a big reader a big business book reader but and mm-hmm. i like my paper copy mm-hmm. make notes and so forth um but i had enough folks say you need to record that so i did it yeah. it was fun um nice it took a while but it was fun so it's on audible which fantastic. i think is really good for now i mean if you're unloading your dishwasher or walking your dog yeah it's huge it's huge now to be able to um you know give the information in multiple ways right because some people still love to read a book a physical book in their hand or you know kindle or some people yeah they just want to listen to it in their car or whatever so no that's that's awesome and and from what you talked about in the book it sounds like it's it's helpful for you know any not just a franchise business but really some great pillars for any business yeah, mm-hmm. and I I kind of knew that, Leanne, when I was writing it, mm-hmm. but it took some reinforcement from early readers and then later other readers, because it's been out, been out about 18 months, mm-hmm. that said, what do you mean franchising? This is good for any business. So I, I do believe that that's true. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's like yeah. a sense I get from yeah. what you talked about. And there's humor in it, too. It's not 
it's not like, oh, this is how I did it. You know, it's humor. <laughs> I share a lot. I mean, I share a lot. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, and I love that you share through story too, because story is just, you know, people can see themselves in it, be like, oh yeah, I'm struggling with that too. And, you know, it just gives people hope. It gives people, you know, that, yeah. okay, I yeah. can get through this too. Okay. I'm not the only one, you know, some of those things that I think as a business owner, you feel like, is it yeah. just me? <laughs> no, it's not just you, right? <laughs> well, I know. And that that's kind of how I market it. Um, you know, full disclosure, that's sort of one of my things too, full mm-hmm. transparency is, you know, if you're asking yourself what's missing or is this all there is or, um, you know, how, how can I sleep better at night or I'm getting bored. Mm-hmm. And that happens a lot in franchising. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm kind of bored. What's next? Right. Then this will help motivate you as well as give you some good guidance. And there's exercises and so forth. And by the way, I almost forgot, if they go on my website, which I'm not trying to promote my website, but um, christywilsondelk.com, you can download the exercises and a guide for the four pillars approach. Oh, fantastic. No strings attached. Yeah. Um, I don't even think I asked for your email address, but Take a look at that, and if you think, hey, this is pretty cool, then, you know, if you want to purchase, then you know where to go. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's awesome. That's wonderful. I'll make sure we put that in the show notes as well so, you know, our audience can can go ahead and get that. Um, Real quick before we go to the power questions, I know now that you're a professor, you're teaching, um, you know, millennials to iGens to the, you know, we have the generational... um, shifts right that that are happening what what are you seeing right now in um the younger population in terms of their business um uh, excitement around business do do they seem to want to either go into franchising or into their own business they want to be entrepreneurs do they want to work for a big company what what's like a trend that you're you seeing any particular trend or is it all across the board no i i think um so our demographic at rollins we do uh have about a 50-50 split between students that are interested in small business ownership, but not right now, Mm. and then others that are more interested in corporate. So I think we have a good mix. Mm -hmm. So I, from day one, really was just so impressed with the professionalism, the care, the concern that students have for the planet, Mm. for, you know, the economy, although it's very scary for them. I don't mean just right now, but just learning about how this huge system works, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. is a little daunting for some of them. And they also want to um, have an adventure. Mm -hmm. So it may be an adventure that involves a um, out-of-country experience. So we really promote, and I know you all talk about this as well, developing one's cultural intelligence Mm -hmm. and that doesn't necessarily mean the color of your skin Mm -hmm. and they really respond to that it could be level of education it could be demographic it could be experiences and certainly it could be you know your 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 skin color Mm -hmm. so to to learn as much as possible about that and then also emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. um we really encourage them to get good at working on teams. Mm. Um, but something that I promoted and students responded to this quite a bit, and I saw almost all the freshmen and sophomores that went through that business department, was 
pay, and I already said this with franchising, pay close attention to the culture. Mm-hmm. You may be surprised about how a company, um, what a company can do for you and offer you. And yeah, benefits are important, but look at the people, talk to the people. Mm-hmm. What is their mission? What kinds of things are they doing? So, um, so students are very interested in landing someplace that they can relate to other than, rather than just a job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's really changed because back in the day it was, here's my resume, set up an interview, you know, they didn't know much about you. Now they can check out your social media, you know, so on both sides of the desk, right? Now the employer can check you out a lot heavier, but you can also check them out with, you know, things like Glassdoor and you can kind of see both sides, what the, you know, what the reviews are, what you're seeing, you know, so yeah, so it's a different world for sure in terms of what you find out about somebody before they come on, you know? Yeah. And, and, and then I guess the, only other thing, and I think this is really key and it's very heartening, is they want to make a difference. They mm-hmm. want to make a difference. And not everybody's going to be Blake Makovsky with Tom's, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can make a difference in a company, in mm-hmm. your department, with your clients that can have, you mm-hmm. know, wonderful ramifications throughout your organization. There's different ways to mm-hmm. start making a difference. And yeah. so that's something I try to promote to them is it's great to want to do that but start at the (laughs) right right well I think that that's I love that because it's it's so true it's it's start where you are you know how can you affect the person next to you how can you affect you know because I think you're right a lot of us want to have that big grandiose change the world but you have to start where you are so I think that that's yeah uh, oh I like that that's yeah you have to start where you are right so um, all right, great. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the power questions. We always love to ask our guests. Okay. So the first one is, what is one book that's had a massive impact on you? Okay, huge impact. Um, it's called Peaks and Valleys, um, Strategies for Maneuvering um, Through Life and Career and by Spencer Johnson, Johnson MD. Sorry, I just mm. spit that out. Mm-hmm. He's the same gentleman that wrote who moved my cheese and about 43 others. Oh yeah. 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 And he just passed away a couple of years ago, but I read that book early on in my franchise ownership tenure and it helped me enormously. Mm -hmm. And I've already referred to what that means, but smoothing out the highs and the lows to have a nice smooth terrain. So it helped me immensely. Nice. Nice. How about a quote that you live by? So, I really, really thought about this, of course, but, and of course I have two, but my (laughs) first one is so basic, but I love it because it really made a difference when I was running my business and interacting with so many different people. It's just that, that do the right thing, Mm. you know, do the right thing. If you do the right thing, you know, you don't make, you don't make enemies. People aren't trying to get on your back and, mm-hmm. you know, so many things, but I don't, and I mean by that also honor yourself, do right by you. But the other one I like, and this is a little more substantive is Jeffrey Weiner, who started LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a video I show in class and he's quoting somebody that he knows. So it's not technically his quote, but he says, trust because trust is a big word, mm. the T word, mm. equals consistency over time. And I think for people in the early to middle stage of their career, that's real important. 
Yeah. I just went to my hairdresser today and he just <laughs> told me a story and it was because he trusted somebody and it cost him several thousand dollars. So, mm. but trust equals consistency over time. So I think that's very useful. Very useful. Yeah. I love both of those. It, you know, the simpler, the better sometimes, right? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yes. we don't need to complicate it. The simple things are tried and true. Like famous quotes <laughs> for podcasts in the past. And you know what? It's like simple is better. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, if you could leave the world with one final message, one golden nugget, what would it be? So this aspect, and this is what you guys are all about, this aspect of keep growing. Don't be afraid of change. So many folks decide that doing something is risky, but they don't fully embrace or understand if you say no to something, and I don't mean say yes to everything, but if you say no to something, you're missing out on relationships, experiences, um, learning opportunities, business opportunities. But saying yes to certain things can just lead you in so many challenging directions. I'm, um, you know, I could be some of my students' grandmother, not many of them, but <laughs> let's just say that. Right. But I am still as motivated today as I was, you know, 40 years ago. And mm. I know it's because I haven't been afraid to make changes in my life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So how can we find you and support you? Thank you. Mm. That's very kind. So I really um, love it if people think this book sounds interesting for them or maybe someone else is just point them to my website. Mm-hmm. at christywilsondelt.com C-H-R with a Y um, and you know just tell other people about it I do do some speaking Leanne mm-hmm. but you know it's not it's not my life's work but I do do workshops and things like that but the most important thing and the reason I did this and the reason I'm doing this is because I do love helping and motivating other people I mm-hmm. know that is part of my you know my personal mission right and so if you you know are looking for like what's next or what's more i am a huge believer in tackling one solid business book every year and Mm -hmm. you know maybe this is the year for adventures and franchise ownership but yeah i can do to help or something sometimes people just send me an email and you know ask me a question that's fine too yeah absolutely um, that's awesome but that's it. i guess just spread the word yeah no that's that's awesome thank you so much for that and uh and like i said i'll make sure that's in the show notes too for people so they can get their uh their four pillar list that's wonderful yeah. and also okay so let's wrap up with the final question which we always love to ask our guests as you know we are rise up for you so when you hear that phrase what does it mean to you so I, of course, I give this a lot of thought too. Rise up for you means to me that you want to continue. I love that self-growth and development. You want to continue to do that and to do that in a healthy, balanced way. Um, you know, you have to be mindful of who you're impacting and, you know, bringing them along or encouraging them as well. Mm. So just continuing to grow and to, you know, not in, not everything every year but focusing on the three or four things that will help you get to where you want to go in the next 12 or 18 months 
and rising up and helping others along with. Mm, that's beautiful. Well, Christy, thank you so much for your time today and your, uh, your wisdom and insight. I know it really served our audience and, and I just want to acknowledge you and honor you for the beautiful work you're doing in the world. And I can't wait to get your book. I'm super excited. <laughs> and uh, You know what? I shall send you a book. Oh, you're awesome. Thank you yeah. so much. Well, have a great so, rest of your... Oh. They're not seeing our interview because it's, you know audio but should we tell them that we look alike yes exactly we look like sisters i know i love it (laughs) well one sister to another (laughs) thank you thank you you again really appreciate it absolutely thank you thank you for joining us today on the rise up for you podcast series we're here to serve you and inspire you to become your best self so that you can live a life that you are proud of If you haven't already, head over to our website, riseupforyou.com, and explore through all that we have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe while you're there for exclusive materials sent to you weekly, and also subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other major podcast channel. Join us for our next episode, but until we meet again, rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater you tomorrow.